Well, this is going to come as no surprise that prolonged sitting is really bad for you, but I want you to take stock of just how much time you spend seated, how much time you're sitting down in a day. We're going to talk a little bit about just how bad that is for you with our next guest, who's a family physician in Toronto. Dr. Iris Gorfinkel is joining the show. Dr. Gorfinkel, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks so much for coming back on. Hey, warm good afternoon to you, Chelsea. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, it's still like, I don't know, kind of mild, chilly spring temperatures here in Edmonton. So I appreciate the warm welcome. And uh, especially as we get set to have a conversation that's probably going to apply to most people. Uh, and we're talking about prolonged sitting. Uh, Dr. Gorfinkel, can you, can you talk first about how you came into researching this subject before we talk about just how damaging it can be? The sad truth is, is that it's a scourge. I use that old-fashioned word. It's a modern-day occupational health hazard. We're all doing it. Mm-hmm. We're sitting here facing our computer screen all the time. Sometimes I sit so long, my bottom actually hurts. <laughs> my back hurts. I get up and I stretch and my body reminds me, you've overdone it yet again. Mm-hmm. Get, you know, get down on the floor, do some stretches. And that's, that's, it's just a modern day we live in. Take a look at this. The Canadian Health Measures Survey. You know, they looked at over 2,500 adults. And what did they find? This is absolutely fascinating. A mismatch. So people guessed. How long do you think you're sitting a day? They just asked them. They guessed six hours a day. But the researchers were too smart. They put on accelerometers to track their movements. And, of course, that told a very different story. The real number was closer to 10 hours a day. Oh, my God. Hours a day spent sitting. Think about what that does health-wise. So, I mean, let's talk a little bit about what that does health-wise. Because a person's blood pressure goes it's lower when they're resting. So some of that might be beneficial, right? Well, this is it. I mean, 10 hours a day is two hours over the maximum recommended Canadian guidelines. There's actually guidelines on this. Don't sit on your bottom for longer than eight hours a day. Mm. And the reason they say that is because people who do are looking at nearly double the risk of diabetes. And that's according to a systematic review in the Annals of Internal Medicine. The Heart and Stroke Foundation, they're on board. They're right away saying, oh, it's really bad for your blood pressure. You're right. So when you're sitting, you're sitting for less than half an hour, your blood pressure is going to go down. You're nice and relaxed. The heart is beating less slowly, so less blood is getting pushed into our arteries. So that means blood pressure goes down. But what happens as people go beyond that 30 minutes? They actually start to get stiffer. And that's because arteries have a muscle layer. And like any other muscle, it stiffens when it's not stretched. So as we move, though, the heart beats harder and faster, and that stretches the arteries open as more blood gets pumped into them. And while that has the immediate effect of raising blood pressure, what's happening is that it's actually strengthening the muscles around each and every artery. Think about that. Those muscles around our arteries, they're no different than other muscles in the body in the sense that exercise makes them more flexible, It makes them less stiff. That happens with even short bouts of exercise. Hmm. The arteries themselves are getting a workout as the heart beats faster. Okay, so you could essentially break up this 10 hours that we're all spending sitting down by getting up and doing something minimal. Like the ask isn't to suddenly change all of your habits. You could just get up a, a little bit more frequently and just move a little bit. Would that make a difference? 
Yeah, this is so cool. So New York, Columbia University researchers look just at this. Now, it's not a big study, true, but they took 11 adults. It, it, although it's not big, they, they compensated because it's a very smart study. The adults were between 40 and 70 years of age, and they had them sit down for eight hours. You know, so they, they were allowed to just, bake, you know, go to the bathroom, but they had to work. You know, they could read, they could use their phones, but they were sitting. All the same meals, okay. only the amount they walked was different. Some stayed sedentary the entire eight hours. Others got to walk for various time walking breaks. And everyone had both their blood pressure and blood sugars checked regularly. And the ones who did the best were the ones who really were, could get up and walk five minutes every half hour. And what's fascinating is they reported better moods. Hmm. They were less fatigued. You know, this was a very well-constructed study, and it points out the importance of taking breaks for exercise, snacks. They even have a word for it, snack exercise. <laughs> so just a little bit can, can actually make a difference. I'm wondering, Dr. Gorfinkel, what age group was studied? I mean, is it kind of the same across the board, or is there a certain age group that sits more than others? You know, I suspect that these results are generalizable to all ages. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the reason they, they studied people between the ages 40 and 70. And, and I think they did that because that's largely the group that tends to be sitting the longest. But why would it not, you know, you, you know, it, it's probably we, we also have a little more atherosclerosis at that age. So maybe that age is exaggerating the results a little bit mm, okay. because that they've been studying it at a younger age, say in their 20s, they may not have seen such a, you know, such a profound effect. You know, so I think you're, you're spot on when you say, wait, you know, that's an older age group, somewhat older from the ages 40 to 70. But, you know, I think it's pretty generalizable. Get yeah. up off our rumpus. we got to move. <laughs> I mean, I think about my own day and the way that it's kind of set up. And, you know, in the morning, I'm busy with my toddler, but then I come to work and host a radio show and I'm, you know, I'm sitting for most of it. So, yeah, I mean, depending on your situation, you probably have one portion of your day where you are sitting for a good chunk of it. And I'm sure that over the last couple of years, you know, that we don't seem to like to think about or really remember very much, we probably spend spent uh, an increased amount of time sitting and being more sedentary. I want to talk a little bit more about some of the other medical issues that could present themselves if you are spending a lot of time sitting. And if someone has mobility issues, what are their options to try and move around a little bit more? But Dr. Gorfinkel, we do just have to take a little break. So if you'll just bear with me and stick around, we'll get to a couple more questions with you talking about prolonged sitting and how, shocker, it's bad for your health. Just how bad, we're going to find out. Dr. Iris Gorfinkel is a family physician based out of Toronto. We're going to get right back into this in three minutes. Okay, sitting for too long is bad for you. We're talking about prolonged sitting and how it can be really bad for your health with family physician based out of Toronto, Dr. Iris Gorfinkel. Dr. Gorfinkel, thank you so much for waiting on hold. I really do appreciate your time. Many thanks for having me. It's a, it's a common topic in the clinic. Yeah, well, I mean, because this is something that most people are doing in this study, 2,500 Canadians were surveyed, and the average is that we spend 10 hours sitting. So we're talking about taking little uh, little small breaks to exercise and, and try to break up all of that sedentary uh, activity that we all take part in. But I'm wondering, what about someone that has mobility issues? What are their options? 
Oh, there are so many great options. First, I want to push back against the stigma against using a walker. Mm. The walker is nothing short of an exercise machine. So that walker should be taken. I call it the big box challenge. Pick it up. Pick, you want to go to Walmart, to, you know, Home Depot, one of these big places. They're, they're actually tremendously large. Or you could just use a cart and walk the store. Because there's music in that store, there's people in that store, there's all kinds of objects in the store and prices. And so it's really a full body and mind workout. And it can even turn into a social one. But what about when the weather's bad? You know, they have arm and leg cycles that are stationary. One could use that. For me, I always like to combine everything with music. Music and socialization whenever possible. Because with sedentary lifestyle. It's sad to say, but it really comes with sadness. It comes with depression. They go hand in hand. You know, those endorphins, they happen at every age and stage. So it's critical. And, you know, the other medical problems that we see, well, there are just so many of them. The problem is sitting uses less energy, and that means we get fatter. And that means muscles get weaker. And that combo pack. More fat, less muscle means higher likelihood of diabetes. You know, it also means more belly fat, and that increases our leptin hormone. And belly fat also produces estrogen. And all three of those, insulin, leptin, and estrogen, are all carcinogenic. So it's really just one health when you look at it. You know, when hormones are in low concentration and normal concentrations, they work well. But when they're in high concentration, those three hormones actually become carcinogenic. So get on the bed, move your arms and legs, the roller chair workout, take your roller chair, go around, you know, using your legs again to music. You know, all of these little exercises, it all matters. It all adds up. Um, Dr. Gorfinkel, was there anything that, that came out of this research that that provided any sort of hope or, or optimism, or are we just going to have to, to assume that this is kind of a way of life for most people? Well, this is it. I think once there's an awareness around it, and once, once there's a conscious awareness of the potential trade-offs that we're making, then it becomes easier to say, I'm going to set my clock. I'm going to, I'm going to really try to take those breaks. You know, the body is actually telling us that. You can feel the stiffness coming on when we've sat for longer than 30 minutes. And the question is, are we going to tell our bodies, shut up, bodies, just do what I say? You know, the fact of the matter is you can try, but you'll never win that game. But rather than that, what we should do is look at it as one thing. The body is saying that because whatever goals we have, even if that goal is to you know, excel in our workplace. It, it, all of that rests on a healthy body. The whole house of cards falls when the body isn't healthy. They're really one and the same. And moreover, for people who do have kids, like you, you, you mentioned, you have, you have, you know, how many children do you have? I have one, I have one two-year-old that keeps me very busy. <laughs> <laughs> so you're running around all the time anyway. But a lot of people think, you know, it's, it's, I've got to choose what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. It's one or the other. And so if you say to yourself, actually, one, by my doing the exercise, by my getting up, I'm actually aiding and abetting everything else I want to do in my life, whether it's in work, whether it's in love or family. 
Take it from me. I'm a GP. The things I see in the office, just this past week, I saw a 31-year-old with breast cancer. And I'll share with you, it's a short game. And the sooner we understand how short a game it is, the better and more fulfilling our life is. Ask anyone who's palliative, they'll tell you. So this idea of how are we ever going to get off our bottoms and move five minutes every 30 it takes on a whole other context when you think about that woman that I'm describing. She'll tell you. You just get up and do it. Because that I've got a I've got a cemetery behind my medical building where I work. And it's kind of interesting. Whenever I take a walk there, every single person sticks their head out of the ground and says, Oh yeah? I thought I was irreplaceable as well. <laughs> Dr. Gorfinkel, thank you so much for your great perspective. Uh, Always love chatting with you. Many thanks. Always a pleasure. Take care. That's Dr. Iris Gorfinkel, a family physician in Toronto with, I think, some some sobering advice and a good reminder to just take stock of what your activities really look like.